welcome. It's not that late with Liv Harrison. You guys, I am Liv and I've been to a lot of conferences and, uh, I don't retreats and things like that. And I've talked about it before. I'm not a big fan of women's ministry <laughs> just or women's anything. It doesn't even have to be religious. I'm just not a big fan of it because it always, I'll tell you why. I went to a, this was not Catholic. I went to a women's weekend. I will not say what it is because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but here's why I got upset. We were told, we were told when we got to this weekend, which was, it was really expensive. Okay. Really expensive. And I was like 25. So obviously last summer, um, it was, it was a lot of money and we get there and they say, hi, welcome. We have taken your luggage and we put it away in your rooms. And we're like, oh, this is exciting. And they said, so a couple of things that have changed. Number one, you're now in bunks and their communal rooms. So think camp. And I was like, camp. We're like grown women. You know, I was one of the youngest ones. So now I'm in a bunk bed with like a ton of women. And then number two, and this is why y'all get, y'all are going to understand. They said, there's no talking from this moment on. And I just froze. I was like, what do we mean? No talking. Wait, this isn't a religious weekend. Like I was like, what are you talking about? No talking. And they were serious. They were totally serious. So for the next three days, okay. And it's not religious. So it's not like we're in prayer. It's not like whatever we were supposed to journal, journal for three days. I've got nothing to journal. Like I have, I don't want to do that. I was so mad. I'm in a bunk bed and I can't talk for three days. It was horrible. And they thought it was a great surprise. They were like, isn't this a lovely surprise? Isn't this making your life so much better? And we're really helping you in this. And I was like, you're making me have to go to confession. I was like, this is not at all what I want to do. Why do they think we have to be quiet? Anyway, I was not happy that I didn't know. On the other hand, I went to another women's weekend, which I got to be honest, this one was religious. Again, I'm not going to say the name because I know a lot of people love this ministry. It is quite popular in the Catholic church, not my fave, but at one point they told us that we had to do skits. And I was like, okay, this is interesting because yet again, I was very young. Most everyone on this weekend was like in their 60s. And I'm not kidding. I'm not saying that. That's like a true fact. So I was in my early 30s. And so when I heard skit because I'm live and I think I should have been on Broadway, but God forgot to give me that gift. I was like, okay. And I went all out wigs. I know you're not surprised a costume. Like I was like so prepared and I went so over the top. And so when it was skit time and everybody else did like, I'm the woman at the well and I'm going to talk to Jesus and I'm going to be saved by him. I literally had on like a costume with wigs and all sorts of like things. And our brand new priest, brand new, he was a baby priest. He was very young who also happened to be a lawyer, as in like had gone to like Harvard Law. Like we're talking like uber smart kind of a guy. He decided he wanted to get to know the female community of his church. So he surprised us and came and showed up. And guess when he sat down? Right before I did my skit. And y'all, when I say my skit was big, I mean, like, I thought I was Bette Midler. Like, I was like, (laughs) I was so over the top. It was not biblical. It was, I mean, I think there uh, there was a more, like a more, I can't talk, a moral at the end. I had like a, I had a purpose. But I, I didn't dress up as like saint anybody or, you know, I didn't reenact like the wedding feast at Cana. I don't even remember what I did. I do remember I tried to do the splits at one point. I've never been able to do that. So I don't know why in the world. Here's what's really funny. That priest. I asked him if he would be my spiritual director. And he said, well, I'm going to need to pray about it. <laughs> and that is true. You guys, I've had so many cringy moments at like different points of ministry, whether it was secular or religious. I'm going to talk to my good friend, JW. I cannot wait to hear his cringy moments to share with me over ministry. Don't go anywhere. You are listening and watching It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison.
Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And I am with the wonderful JW. I was sharing right before about um, some not so great moments, which the kids now say cringy. Did you know that kids say cringy, JW? Did you know yeah. that? that oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a thing. I've heard of it. Is that your generation? Are you like, yeah, Liv, I don't know. we made that up. Maybe. <laughs> So I was talking about some moments. Um, one was secular, which, you know, wasn't religious moment, but it was a group of women and then a weekend with women and then another week weekend with women. And um, it was cringy because, yeah, I didn't really understand the project or the task at hand. Have you had any cringy moments in any type of like retreat setting mm. or any type of maybe at Franciscan that you were like, well, this didn't at all go well? I, yeah. Maybe I'm sure I have. I'm not sure that cringy would be all the like mm. words that I would use, but there's certainly been times where, you know, I expect something to go some some way and then and then it doesn't, and mostly it just ends up with me feeling bad about doing something or like I messed something up, which is which is fine. I've messed plenty of things up, but I I do remember we uh when I was a student in college, we were running this retreat for some high school program, and uh, like everything went great. I was, I was a freshman in college and this was the first time I'd done this. And then, uh, I had a, a priest coming to say mass for us. And I was like, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a great Catholic youth group thing to do on this <laughs> retreat thing. And, um, and so I got like a mass kit from the, from the chapel and, uh, took it out. And then they asked if I needed to borrow vestments. And I was like, no, doesn't a, doesn't a priest have his own stuff? So then this, this priest who I was good friends with came out in like the middle of the night, got lost out at this somewhere in where they have Ohio, right, in, <laughs> right the, in, in the middle, middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere, got lost. <laughs> he he got there late. I was feeling terrible because I couldn't get in contact with him because cell service wasn't working. Finally shows up and he's just like, "All right, well, let, let's do this. Like, where are the vestments?" And I was like, "Ooh, I thought I thought maybe you had them." <laughs> okay, so that's a good question. Can you still have mass without vestments? He said, "I I so." I don't know the actual answer. We're not going to share his name, so he can't get kicked out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he uh, uh, he said that he was a he's a friar and that his um, one of his garments uh, sufficed. Really? I, so the I, garments I don't, I don't know matter. The, I don't know. There we go. <laughs> not asking the right person for that. <laughs> it was that was it was cringy, right? <laughs> Because I, I messed up. But he could still do he could still do what he had to do. Yeah, that wasn't so bad. Listen, okay, you brought up youth retreat when I was a youth. <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> right? So long in the eighteen hundreds. Um, we okay. I was one of the youth kids that like I was in my youth group. I met my husband in the youth group. I don't know if mm -hmm. you know that, although we went to different high schools, but we met in the youth group. But I was the kid that would like fly home from college to continue staffing youth retreats. Did you ever have those kids or you didn't like, you weren't friends with them? You know, like the old, you're like, aren't you 22? Why are you here? Like I was in, I was involved, but not, not really when I left high school. Not yeah. that involved. Yeah. So I continued to come home. One time though, I came home, I was 20 years old. So Nathan and I had just gotten engaged. I mean, that's what happens when you meet as embryos, you get married like really young and engaged really young. He actually proposed my 20th birthday. We'll have to talk about that like another time, but cause I'm still bitter, but anyway, <laughs> but, um, we came home to staff this retreat and this is a true story. We had a lot of adult helpers, like real adults. I mean, I was 20, mm -hmm. but you know, come on. And so this retreat had 99 youth on it. It was huge. And then we had like 20 adult staffers, not counting the college kids or, you know, the seniors in high school staffing. So it was like, you're probably... It's pair size. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It was like 150 people, right? And two things happened. One, we had a flood happen. Okay, and here we are in Texas. And like, this is back before people cared if you had tropical storms or hurricanes. They were like, you're fine. Like, they didn't care. We didn't have enough room at our campsite, at our retreat site for the teens. So they told us to bring tents. And we put kids, high school kids, in tents. And then a hurricane happened, <laughs> like a tropical depression. 
It was a growing experience for them. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, that would not fly today. Am I wrong? I mean, there would be like people suing and... Yeah, certainly no one would come back. Of course, yeah. right. Well, here's the here's the best part. It was a confirmation retreat. It so was they like, had to go. <laughs> they couldn't get out of it. Yeah. That's it awesome. was mandatory. It was mandatory. So we had kids that were in tents during a torrential rain pour. We literally had a river going through the retreat site afterwards and they all got confirmed. <laughs> like they all we didn't lose a kid. Well, I don't know if that's true. You probably lost them afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, right? They're like, half of them, they don't go now. And they would attribute it to the river <laughs> tent situation. Which also, why weren't people like me put in a tent? I probably made a stink like you guys. I'm an adult. I'm not going in a tent. I deserve a bed. Well, we heard about your experience with the bunks. So <laughs> I, I don't I didn't think that a tent would fly. That's true. Yeah, I was so not doing a tent. I didn't even bring one. I was like, I'm not doing this. This is ridiculous. Also, how do you not know how many kids are coming to your retreat site? But that's not the worst thing that happened. Are you ready for this? For the same weekend? Same. You know what? For all intensive purposes. Yeah, okay. It is. I have no idea. This <laughs> is so long ago. We had a parent staffer. You know how that is. Like, you know, but I don't think her kid right. was actually on the retreat itself oh she was a confirmation sponsor because okay. the sponsors were invited and someone come she was a confirmation sponsor and we used to play pranks during our confirmation retreats our confirmation retreats were actually pretty epic and still to this day some of the best moments of my life which that might be sad we could talk about that later or in therapy but um we would do prank night like oh maybe i should share this story instead all right, you know what? Right, I'm going to tell this. This is really cringy. Okay. I'm going to tell this story. The pastor of our parish, which was a, it was a huge parish at the time in Houston. We loved him. He came on Saturday, kind of like what you're talking about. We'd have the priest come in mm -hmm. for like the day. He'd give like a talk. We'd do confession. Some priests would drive in because it was such a big retreat. Yeah. And then he would do mass. But he would always stay over because he loved it. So he would have a cabin all to himself, a private cabin. Um and this is so bad we would play pranks every saturday on this retreat and we would do it twice in the year the retreat you guys oh my god i can't believe i'm gonna say this it's fine it's oh my god and he's died and it's okay everyone pray for the repose of his soul <clears throat> we totally like parent trapped him if you've ever seen the movie the parent trap we got toothpaste and honey and feathers and all sorts of stuff and we snuck in while he was asleep oh my god that's so terrible to a priest and he was like in and we like snuck on the ground and then we like lined his bed with toothpaste and we put like a trail of honey to the door and we like put feathers and all this kind of like all we like booby trapped him like in the parent trap literally Haley mills and Lindsay lohan this is your fault there was a group of maybe five of us that did it. And um, my job was just to watch the door. I wasn't gonna crawl, I was chubby. So we knew I was a bad, <laughs> I was not the one to go in there cause I couldn't have gotten out. Um, he was such a good sport cause he knew that we did pranks and he woke up the next morning and he gave a special blessing to the creative children that came in and booby trapped him in the middle of the night. <laughs> Oh. Is that the cringiest thing you've ever heard? As I'm listening to the story, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> it turned out well. Like he was this. our pastor for years There's, and I loved him. We've, even... we've gone through way too much to hear more of the story right now. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It all turned out well. And uh, it really, it was just toothpaste. It was just toothpaste. And we left a trail of honey. Like they put it to yeah. honey. It wasn't like a big deal, but um, that was it. So all we right. wanted to pretend that we were a camp all right. and he was a good sport. And he was, he was the we pastor for like 20 years. Yeah. yeah. He was nice. And he kept coming back, but we didn't do any more pranks on him. I'll have to share some more of the pranks that we did at another time because uh, we have a pretty big show. That's really exciting. We're going to talk about some really great ministry things. That's why I wanted to get out of the way. Some silly and not so wonderful things that JW and I have um, admitted to, but today we're going to focus on some really, it's going to be a different show. Usually we're all about games and silliness and being fun and all this kind of stuff. But today, there's some really important things happening in the Catholic Church, and we need to take the time and use the little bit of the platform to highlight it. 
So we've got some exciting women who are in the OSV Innovative Challenge with us today and uh, something about Real True. So come right back, you guys. You are tuned into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. I am your host, Liv, and I am here with, for the first time ever, double guest. This is so exciting. I've never had two guests at the same time. You guys, what is happening with 2021? It's incredible that we can do this. And of course, it's Zoom guests, which makes me sad because I really wish these lovely ladies were in my studio because I would just hug their faces off. They are so brilliant and beautiful and innovative. And I'm just going to get to them because you're going to be super impressed. We have two women. If you are looking on screen, the lovely dark brunette is Emily Mintock. And then the lovely hot blonde is Samantha Pavlock. Yes? Did I say that right? Yes. You got oh, it. Geez. Man, that is the hardest part of my job. If you're not looking, listen, there's a brunette and there's a blonde. If you're listening on the radio, <laughs> you're missing out. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll, I'll say each of your names because we've got listeners out there. So they'll at least know. Emily, say hi to us. Tell me where you're coming from. What city are you in? Hi, listeners. Hi, fans of Live. So excited to be here today. Uh, I'm coming to you from downtown Detroit. So I moved to Detroit about a year ago. I work for the Archdiocese here uh, and super excited to be joining today. Yay! That's so fun. Thank you, friend. And Samantha, where are you? Uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm coming to you from the Philadelphia suburbs. I was in Chicago for the past eight years, and we moved here during the pandemic. So I live in the farm country, trying to make friends, you know, with anyone, any animal or person I see these days. Do you have a farm? Like, or you're no, just... no, no. Oh, no. They're just, it's funny. Philadelphia is different than Chicago. I like you drive here to the grocery store and there's like, oh, a farm of horses and, and pigs. Yeah. So it's, Chicago it's doesn't, they're not known for their prairies. <laughs> no, 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 prairies, for no highways. I love it. So both of you moved during the pandemic. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. We have yeah. bonded over this and our, how, how hard it is to make friends in a new city just to start and then add on the pandemic. So that was a lot of what got us talking over the past year. I think we were just lonely at home <laughs> in our new cities. Lonely extroverts. Yeah. So wait a second, 18 months ago, you both lived someplace else. Did you guys know each other? Emily and Samantha, were you friends prior to pandemic? I would say friends, Instagram yeah. friends, as Instagram my, friends. my mom and my husband make fun of me. But yeah, we we connected year a few years ago um, and then leading up to the Femme Catholic Conference, which was in early 2019 and then kind of stayed in touch and then lost touch and then reconnected again during the pandemic. OK, so Femme Catholic, that's let's start with that project. First of all, the two of you lovely ladies run a I don't even know what to call it. It's like, I don't know, amazing women ministry and Catholicism, which can I just say, that is not something I say lightly because I'm not a big fan of women ministry, um, which is why I wrote my own conference. Right? <laughs> I had gone to so many that I hated, but I love you ladies and I love Femme Catholic and everything. But for people who don't know what Femme Catholic is, who don't know who Emily and Samantha are, would you kind of give, what's your elevator pitch? What, what is Femme Catholic? What is out there? I would say Femme Catholic is a, a movement for women and for the church. So uh, we used to say we're where feminism and Catholicism meet uh, in that crossroads. And I founded it a couple years ago, 2016, after attending the Given Forum. And then, like Emily said, we stayed in touch. She's a strategic genius, so had to bring her on board. Uh, but we just had this shared passion for women who are normal and are Catholic and decided to capitalize on that innovation. 
Yeah, the normal part is it's we joke about it, but you know there are so many amazing ministries out there. But there's like from a you know a spiritual journey standpoint, a little bit deeper down that funnel to use a marketing term. And we just are really passionate about finding innovative ways to reach women who are Catholic. They're not planning on leaving the church. They identify as Catholic. This isn't like the nuns who have you know who are trying to build something totally outside of the church. And how do we reach them in a language that they speak that addresses their pain points head on, not in like a sort of soft or flat way we kind of want to be more direct than that and those are the women that Sam and I know and love in our own lives and that, that we've worked with and so we we're just really passionate about uh, figuring out how can Femme Catholic exist in that space in a way that like you said no other women's ministry that we've seen is really doing yet and, and just passionate about serving people there yeah so I want to hear what defines normal for you because the first thing I thought of was do these ladies watch The Bachelor and Gilmore Girls? You know, like, yeah. that, like what, what do you, you know, like what is normal? What, what does that mean to the 2021 Catholic woman that you're trying to reach? Who is she? Like, does she watch New Girl? Does she watch, you know, like, Yes, oh my gosh. <laughs> how, yeah, how normal are we talking about, you know? I mean, I would say it's not that other Catholic women aren't normal, but I think there's some there's sometimes a Catholic bubble that we can find ourselves in. When you are looking for faith resources or trying to live out your faith in an authentic way, uh, you find this safe place inside a bit of a bubble. And what we're trying to do is reach women who, again, are still Catholic. They're they, we, One of uh, the people that we kind of look up to is in terms of understanding our target audience, she described it as her gut is Catholic, her conscience is Catholic. But in her day-to-day -day life, there's, there's not those points of connection so yeah you can watch the bachelor with friends and drink wine and stay up late to watch the met gala red carpet like we had last night and things like that <laughs> i was and watching it, yes. yeah i know me too it was wonderful um and so it's really just, it's not about being normal, but more of like existing a little bit more outside of that bubble. And then how do we find a way to bring faith, faith topics and faith answers to them in that space instead of always trying to pull people into the bubble, which sometimes they're just not ready for. So it's not yeah. about saying, oh, it's okay. We're going to leave here, be distanced from your faith. We're not doing that at all. We want to be very authentic to what the church is teaching and to uh, living, living out your faith in a way that's true to you. But sometimes that requires going out rather than just pulling people in. So are you guys at this point, I know we're in a pandemic and it's not going away. I don't know if you've noticed, like it's kind of like here forever. Um, <laughs> but is Fem Catholic a online platform predominantly? Like, is that where you guys kind of service women in the Catholic church or are you going to be doing conferences and you know, what, what does that look like for for the, the woman that's listening for the first time or the husband that's like, oh, I'm going to like sign up my wife or the mom who's like, I got to get my, you know, my teenage college daughter in this. Where do they, where is this? Where are they going to find the resources of Femme Catholic? Yeah, so we are online primarily right now, like everyone, uh, but we want to bring back our annual conference and ex explore building out into retreats. We actually did a small um, like wellness brunch in Chicago right before the pandemic. So just events like that, we're definitely looking to return to that in-person focus as well. But right now you can find us on femcatholic.com or social media, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we also have a weekly newsletter you can sign up for. It's, it's kind of like the skim if you're familiar with that. Um, but it's our take on the world. It's called the insight. So I love it. Get our insights. <laughs> so there's a little thing that I've heard a little bit about. I don't know if anybody else has that OSV um, <laughs> innovative. I don't even know. It's like uh, like it's like this grant. Is is it a grant? Is that kind of what it is? It's a contest. It's I heard like, you get a crown. That's yeah. why I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, you just crowned the winner. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a pretty big deal. It's like you know, it's this huge thing. It's this. Um, I don't even know how many people apply for it. it it's kind of new within the Catholic church and whoever wins gets, I think there's now three winners get a hundred thousand dollars. And now they're giving like prize money to semifinalists. And if you're a finalist and blah, blah, blah. And like all of this is happening right now, this will air after it happens. So we could, we could do a segment where you guys act like you did win <laughs> because y'all are finalists and then we could do a, a, a segment where you lost there you <laughs> just, go, there you go. <laughs> and then we'll just we'll just edit it and by we I mean JW uh we'll just edit and we'll see what happens but I think you guys are actually in real time finding out this weekend 
who yeah. is going to go home with $100,000. I feel like, I feel like this is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory Catholic style. <laughs> like, I feel like you guys are about to have a lifetime supply of chocolate. You, Fem Catholic, are one of the finalists for the OSV Innovative, what is it, Challenge? Is that what it's called? I yeah, don't I think know. the, the competition is called the Challenge. Um, and then what they'll have this coming weekend is the Summit, where then all of the finalists will be presenting their final pitch. And you can hear more about the people who have been, you know, supporting the Challenge and things like that. So, but yeah, the, the competition is the Challenge. And then this weekend will be the Summit. And so you'll find out if you're getting $100,000 this weekend. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So it's no big deal. No it's big deal like, at all. I don't understand why y'all both aren't like having like morning sickness. Like I feel like you like would be like, am I pregnant? No, I just might be getting $100,000. Like it's just, you know, it's like, I don't know how to feel about this. How do you handle that kind of, I don't even know what to say. Like ladies, that's a bit, y'all are like, well, we were doing well, Liv, but now you're making us feel very. Now we're nervous. <laughs> You're like, now we're really nervous. But um, I mean, there's 12 finalists. Is that correct? And I'm sure they're all amazing. I think that's the other thing is like in yeah. this group, you might be like, no, I'm really happy for the people that won, you know, because they're all doing really great work for the church. So yeah, they should get a hundred grand. But then you're like, oh, <laughs> I want it. So give me the pitch. What will you ladies do? You won $100,000. Congratulations. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> this is oh like my. Shark Tank. That's such a great question. We, we're, we're finding the pitch deck right now in preparation for the final pitch on Saturday. <laughs> so we were just staying up late last night talking through the answer to that question. <laughs> While watching the Met Gala. Like, yes, it's like doing we're all the things. <laughs> all the things. <laughs> we're, we're watching Billie Eilish come down in a pink dress, which who was going to see that coming? Uh, blush, I think, is the color dress that she was wearing. Again, this is airing way after the night gala. <laughs> but um, so that's exciting. So you're going to have to pitch and see what you're going to do with this money. And, oh, you guys, you didn't win. What are you going to do? Lots of chocolate and wine? What do we do if we're – how do we take care of our insides? If <laughs> Fem Catholic still goes on because you guys do have some money, correct, from the OSV? Yeah, we, we, they did give everybody uh, $10,000 to kickstart our projects. Uh, so we'll keep, we'll keep chugging. We've been bootstrapping all along since we started. So we're, we are, uh, independent women, as they say, <laughs> figuring out how, you know, bringing content together. Um, there's no lack of women to feature and to talk to and to hear from. So we have plenty of work to do in that space, but the OSV money definitely would help us, um, I guess, Move forward. Move forward, yeah. Exactly. Well, I am rooting for you. I'm, you know, just absolutely, we will be praying for you and hoping all the best. But let's get to the real hard-hitting journalism here, ladies. I want to know, outside of the Catholic Church, who are the women that you look up to? I want to hear some not Catholic names because we're going to do something with some Catholic women later on with you two lovely ladies. I have a segment I want to do. But right now, I don't want to hear about anybody Catholic. I want to hear who are the women you look up to that are just women, just your, you know, role models. Oh my gosh, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many amazing women. One, uh, the one thing that's been helping me through this process. Um, so, and Sam already mentioned the skim as the newsletter. And I think one of the things that's so inspiring about what Carly and Danielle, uh, who are the co-founders, co-CEOs of the skim did is they found a way to uniquely serve millennial women and found a way that they want to consume information and to translate really important topics, not by dumbing it down, but by putting it into those bite-sized segments. And we really have taken that approach of there's, a lot, a lot of women we know who are Catholic that appreciate the way the skin delivers that take, but it's not, it's not Catholic. It doesn't, sometimes that doesn't always align with what, what they're thinking or processing, or they'll have a follow-up question of, they'll see that the skin reported that Pope Francis said something for world day of prayer for the care of creation. And as like the green eco-friendly Pope, but they won't actually know where in Catholic sources to go and find that, that follow-up or things like that. So um, I really inspired by them and the way that they understand their audience so well, which is really at the heart of this, of, of Femme Catholic, is a care for the women that we're trying to reach. Um, and the way that Carly and Danielle do it, I would say definitely inspires me in, in the work that we've been doing, especially through the Innovation Challenge and starting to understand, you know, what is the business model? How are we going to make this a sustainable ministry to reach the target audience we're trying to serve? 
Samantha, yeah. what about you? Who is someone that isn't Catholic that you're just like, oh, she's so rad? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. I don't know why my brain keeps going to Tina Fey. Is that hey. okay? <laughs> uh, she's absolutely uh, someone that I <laughs> look up to yeah, all the time. You, you know, I just think women carving out their space in their industry inspires the heck out of me. Like, yeah, because we all know those barriers are just that there's, there's, this, it's an uncomfortable thing when you're just trying to find your way, uh, as a woman in your industry and also still be yourself. Um, my day job is a project manager at a bank and, you know, I'm navigating that, that space there. And I just think Tina Fey is hilarious. And, um, you know, people see her as a comedian, but she has produced so much. And, um, I was listening to her audiobook earlier this summer. <laughs> It's inspirational. Yeah. yeah. So no, I think that's fantastic. So uh, let's also hear like, what are the what has been like the best, like new food that you found in your new towns? You're both in really great towns. Detroit has Detroit pizza, which I love. You got to be a deep pizza. Yeah, you got to like you know the deep dish with the with the cheese to the edge, and I'm like they're speaking my love language. And then Philly, y'all have something called a cheesesteak. So <laughs> have you ladies found your new city? Like, have you found, okay, are you starting to figure out where do we get the good food? Where, where's the good date nights? Where's the good, you know, all that kind of jazz. Are you figuring it out? That's a great question. You know, coming from a small town, I was living in South Bend, Indiana before and having so many more options for restaurants and more interesting cuisine to eat has been a really fun part of the pandemic. Even if we had to start by just doing takeout when we moved here for date night, because everything was still shut down, especially here in Michigan. Um, it's funny you mentioned Det Detroit style. So I would say one of the most fun places we found here is I actually eat mostly vegan. And so we found a vegan Big Mac Detroit style pizza from a place called Grandma Bob's in Corktown. It sounds so random and not like a pizza at all, but it's become one. It was the first meal we had when we moved in, like sitting, e eating pizza off the floor with all of our boxes around us. And it's a go-to favorite when we need to celebrate something like the one, hopefully after if we win this weekend uh, to get this vegan Big Mac Detroit style pizza from Grandma Bob's. <laughs> I love that if you win $100,000, you're going to have the Big Mac vegan pizza. Yes. That's I how we celebrate here. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I love that you're not like filet mignon, no. Even if, even if you're vegan. I mean, like, I, what's so funny is that, I don't know if you know this, but I've been vegan since 2014. Oh, I didn't All, know that. I know. Although during the pandemic, I said, Jesus wants me to have brie. Um, mm. Because <laughs> I was like, there's so many hard things. He wants me to have that. It's a joke. Um, he doesn't really care if I have brief, but <laughs> so I have had cheese during the pandemic. So you listen, we all had to survive, right? And the ways that we've had to survive, right. mine has been melted cheese. There but um, other than that, <laughs> I understand the, the vegan <laughs> connection very well. But even I would probably order like a lobster just because I'd be like, right. hey, I mean, that's what <laughs> fancy people do when they win $100,000 or buy a yacht. But you know, that's just <laughs> <laughs> so, we're gonna get the purple carrots from whole foods oh, oh see. do it up big, do it up big. Look i'm feeling you. the peer pressure to become vegan now i guys. mean samantha we're gonna kick you out of our club we're gonna be like tina fey and mean girls and we're gonna <laughs> we wear pink on wednesdays and we eat vegan yep. <laughs> so samantha what about you what are some great places that you found in philadelphia that have been i don't know surprising or exciting so they actually have a lot of breweries here uh, we are out in a little town called Downing Town, about an hour outside of Philly, um, close to the farms. And there's Victory Brewing, and then there's a couple other local breweries, but those have been really fun. And they're just incredible to see, like, I don't know, how the actual beer is made, and all the food is super farm fresh. So that's my <laughs> that's little right, indulgence. <laughs> <laughs> almost, yeah, almost. Uh, but, you know, good date night spot. Yeah, no kidding, because there's, like... Well, and then the food always tastes good, right? If you're at a brewery or just like, well, we've drank so much beer. Yeah, this is delicious. This is the best thing I've ever had. <laughs> yes. Left so, the kids at home. Exactly. That's right. So if you win the $100,000, what will you be eating, Samantha? I want to know. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I do it up big with the ice cream. I'm a big ice cream girl. Uh, so, you know, like I think now they're selling those little pints for like 10 bucks. You yeah. can probably get the, the fancy pints. 
Oh, look um, at you. Oh, you're going to go like Magnum. Like you're going to go yeah. like. Really oh, yeah. The okay. cracks, there's like a new, you squeeze it and it like cracks the top, but no. you have to let it sit out for 10 minutes. I saw on the, on the label. That's a lot of work for ice that cream. Is I was like, I couldn't wait the 10 minutes. <laughs> I know. Why am, why am I buying this ice cream? Like I want to eat it now. <laughs> I think you now have your pitch. You're really welcome that I helped you for your OSV innovation challenge. <laughs> With our 100,000, we will buy ice cream. <laughs> I think you're gonna That's what every I, girl needs. I feel good about it, you guys. Like I feel like this is a reason to give to women. All women can identify with ice cream. So um all right, one big question that I ask all my guests is uh I try to really inspire everybody to be extraordinary. And so I ask the guests that come on, what gave you permission to be extraordinary? Look, we're all women, married, kids. Some of us aren't married. Some of us haven't gone to college. Some of us are, I don't know who's listening. Some of us are men listening. <laughs> my, my husband. Um, but what, what is it that, that gave you permission, ladies, to be extraordinary? Because, Emily, you even have another project called Real True. <laughs> and that's hitting the airwaves literally like right now. But how do you do that? How do you say, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out bigger than, than just myself. Yeah, this is maybe such a cliche answer, but a lot of it was like the people who would like believe in me too. not necessarily that they would believe in me to become so extraordinary, but just believe in me to go after like my own dreams and or the things that God was calling me to. Uh, And I think those were the have been the moments that have changed my life that in when I've questioned myself the most whether it's a tiny task like how am I just going to get this assignment done at work or something big like pitching a global project or wanting to change the change the uh what the world and church looks like for women through femme catholic the people who have always been there and be like yeah like let's go for it let's do this or shoot your shot you know that's always made a world of difference and Sam has actually been one of those people I mean I the the way Sam has painted this vision for how we can better reach out and support to women in the church and then and serve women and serve the church in that way has been one of those moments that's changed my life to say, okay, I'm all in on this. Let's figure out how to do it and how can I give uh, 200% to this effort as, as many days as I can. Um, and one of the things I think it's so great about the Femme Catholic mission is that we really want to empower other women to do the same. We want other women to read Femme Catholic and think, okay, I'm going to go for this. There's a place for me here. There's a place to change the world, to change the way my parish community looks, to change the way I bring my faith to work and all those things. So I, I think that, uh, that it's really come down to just those little connections with other people. Also extreme extrovert talking here. I wouldn't have taken any steps forward without someone else pulling me along the way so I love it no I get that as an extra my mom said she always had she always had to push me on stage and then once I was there I was good to go you know so Samantha how about you how what what gives you permission to be extraordinary I think just saying yes to yourself and believing that you're you can have big dreams like uh it is cliche but I think like, it's totally my dream to run a media platform for women in Catholicism and speaking into their normal lives and uh, our everyday lives. It almost seems like too good to be true. And I think you just have to believe that, like, no, you can do that in life and you only have one life to live. Um, That's what we believe. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Good. You ladies really are Catholic. That was fantastic. <laughs> Trick question. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's wonderful. And if you ever need a, a female late night show, you let me know. Our, uh, yeah, our whole media empire. <laughs> so when we come back, ladies, I want to play a game with you both. We're going to take a little break, but you two don't go anywhere. Now, don't go get pizza or farm food. Um, <laughs> we'll be right back. But everyone who is tuned in, thank you back because you are listening and watching It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison and we are previewing, I guess is the right word, the first time ever. This is called Whirl of fun. 
Well, that's Whirl. what it's called online. So, Whirl. Whirl of fun. And it's great, you guys. I bought it on Amazon, and uh, it kind of goes with my branding. But you can it comes with a chalk marker, and you can write on it, and then you can erase it and use it over and over again. And so I thought, Ooh. I've got the Fem Catholic ladies. I'm here with Emily and Samantha. And I thought, okay, well, let's put some lady saints on the whirl of fun. I don't know why it's not called wheel of fun. I'm sure there's like a copyright. I don't know. And I'm going to like flick it. Can you hear that? Wait, can, you, can you hear that? Yes. He can hear that. Can y'all hear that? Yes. You guys, that sounds like that's, I, it's like we're on that show. Wheel of fortune. That's legit. Wheel of fortune. That's legit. <laughs> but we're not because it, instead of a trip to Iceland, you won St. Catherine of Siena. <laughs> so do either of you have anything that you love about St. Catherine of Siena that like a little fun fact or a quote or just anything about her you could say I really liked her hair color it could be anything it doesn't matter but that's who you got um (laughs) do you want to go okay oh I can go uh she I mean she Used her voice to tell people what to do. Now, see, I'm blanking. I'm thinking, was she a lay woman? And I'm like second guessing myself. Live. It's like a bad this is first great. date. Where I just, I'm awkward. I just came across a quote we posted in the fall from her the other day. I was, I'm trying to pull it up. Okay, this was one. Okay, this was one that we posted in the fall that like really spoke to us. A quote from her. She said, "He will provide the way and the means such as you could never have imagined. Leave it all to him and let go of yourself." And she's a doctor of the church. I felt like that was just such that's a good one for now a year later with leading up to the challenge of like if there's a way if God has big dreams for Femme Catholic, if he has a plan for Femme Catholic, then like he will provide the means whether it's through the OSB Innovation Challenge or some other way. So, that was perfect. That was amazing. That was, I mean, that was, I loved it. Let's see if we can. I cheated a bit. I can get This is the most fun thing that you can cheat. This is absolutely fantastic. This is so, oh, okay. You both have heard of her. Okay. I promise. Uh, She might've been the birth mother of our Lord and Savior. (laughs) Mother Mary. (laughs) So what's a fun fact? Let me hear something that, that we don't normally, you know, what do you love? Mary that maybe isn't the normal you know yeah she you know didn't sin she was Jesus's mom but what's something that you're like you know what I really like about her what's something that you I love think about she's Mary? I think she's kind of sneaky okay this is this is my take on how I think Mary's a little sneaky because you know you grow up hearing about how she's so obedient and you're like imagining this like what is it handsmaid's tale-esque yeah. woman but like with blue instead of red um and the thing is that like the devil is so tricky and you never really know what he's doing or if it's like God's power or, and this obedience is like her secret weapon. And she's like over in the corner, like, don't mind me. I'm just mother Mary, you know, but then she's like, boom, crush the head of the snake. (laughs) Sneaky Mary. That's what they called her. And, uh, they didn't, that's not true at all. No one called her that. Uh, I already just, well, I just, I just got three more years of purgatory for that joke. Yeah. I'm going to have to, you know, go, uh, save someone today. Okay. Let's see if we can get someone else. Let's see who else is that. Isn't this fun? The world of the world of stressful of fun. Huh. Oh, this one's hard. This was Anna. My executive producer said St. Hildegard. I got to be honest. I don't really know any. Oh, y'all both got excited. We y'all love were like, we're Saint Saint <laughs> Oh, well, great. So this yeah, is she's awesome. What do you love yeah. about St. Hildegard? I, yeah. Well, she's another doctor of the church, but she was like such a renaissance woman. She did so many things. She did like philosophy and music writing and mathematicians. Like she was a, prof- was she a professor like back in the day too? She like, she accomplished so many things, including her theological writing. And like, she wasn't like one of those, you know, a lot, some of the other doctors of the church are a little bit more modern. She was like back in like almost the dark ages back in the day and still such a baller. So we, she was one of like one of the true pioneers of women in the church and early female saints. And so, yeah, we are a big fan of her 
Yeah, she was also like the original essential oils woman. Yeah. Doctor of essential oils. Yeah. Um, but she was really into like medicine and herbs and how to use herb. I don't know what that's called. Uh, I don't, I'm an accountant, herbalist? but <laughs> yeah, I think so. And would she have um, had CBD oil? That's what right. I'm just kidding. She, she might have. CBD, yeah. <laughs> But it'd be interesting to know if she'd be young living or doTERRA, you know, or like what, which one would she be? That'd be amazing. She's probably, be, she would probably be the CEO of her own, like Hilda, like her own Hilde, Hilde brand. It'd yeah. be like, Hilde you know. Brand. See, watch out. We're going to start another, another company. Liv, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> we'll give you 10%. Yeah. Yay. Cause I just got purgatory time. So I could, I could use the money. Um, that's not how that works. So <laughs> I love, I love that you know that about her and she would have really loved 2021. I mean, this is yeah. her era. She was just a little ahead of her time. Ladies, this has been so fantastic. We are going to be praying for you. We are going to invoke all of these lady saints um, for the will of God, let's be honest, whoever he wants to win the OSV challenge. But congratulations on what you're doing and congratulations on all your projects. Real true. We have some video of that coming up. And uh, both of you women, honestly, I'm getting a little emotional. You both really inspire me. You know that you've made a difference to one woman and I really look up to both of you. So thank you for this time. We're praying for you. Everybody go check out femcatholic.com and best of luck in all of our love. You guys come back because this is It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. My name is Emily Mentok, and I'm one of the co-founders of Real and True, a new global apostolate all around the catechism. You might think that with a title like that, I've been a lifelong passionate advocate for the catechism of the Catholic Church, but actually, like most Catholics, I saw it as a big intimidating textbook for most of my life. That's because I actually had to buy this copy of it for a high school religion class in which we used it as a textbook. So while I studied it and had certain paragraphs memorized and learned about my faith, I was never really presented the information in a way that would help me to have a true encounter with Jesus or come to know and love God through learning about my faith through catechesis. That all changed when I got a little bit older and I met my friend Edmund Mitchell, who's now one of my partners for this project. He helped me see that the catechism is more than a collection of ideas or a set of rules like many perceive it as, and it's actually a beautiful gift from the church to provide clarity around the truths of our faith. And it's a universal resource for that's intended for oh, really everyone in the world, whether you're a bishop uh, that can use it for instructing the, the faithful, or if you're a person who's just looking for answers that the Catholic Church has to offer, this is a gift for everyone. It's just that when it looks like this, it's a bit intimidating and we don't know how to use it. So we started dreaming up with another co-founder, Edmundo Reyes, a way to bring the catechism to life for the modern world. We met in Dallas and shared our different experiences with the catechism we'd had over the years and shared about like other kinds of content from Catholic and non-Catholic sources that have helped us encounter Jesus throughout our lives. Through all that brainstorming, we were able to come up with Real and True, which is a project that uses video content and social media content to unlock the beauty and truth of the catechism for the modern world. We're funded by OSV and the generosity of a lot of other people to make this a free resource for people all over the globe. We literally were able to launch in English, Spanish, French, and Portuguese. And these videos are follow a sound catechetical method, but in a way that feels relatable, approachable, and re rewards curiosity. We have them available on our website, realtrue.org, as well as on our social media channels, real plus true, except on Instagram, it's real underscore plus underscore true. So check it out and share it with your friends. You'll see the catechism in a way, hopefully you'll see the catechism in a way that you've never really considered before because it's presented in a way that's relevant to your life and will then make the book less intimidating when you do decide to go back to it. So check it out, realplustrue.org and unlock the catechism for the modern world. This is the Catechism of the Catholic Church. It's the official summary written by the church of everything Catholics believe. But here's the problem. For most people, the catechism feels like a textbook. It's big and intimidating. Is it relevant to my life today? Where should I start? Will I understand it? Do I need to read the whole thing? So it just sits on the shelf collecting dust. But if the contents of this catechism are unlocked, it can change the world. 
We believe the Catechism isn't a dry, dusty textbook. It's a gift. It's the faithful echo of a God who desires to reveal himself to us. The heart of the Catechism is Jesus. And Jesus changes people. We just need to retransform the Catechism into a living voice that people can hear. So we're setting out to help unlock the Catechism. We're transforming the letter into a living voice for the modern world. We're creating videos, stories, animations, podcasts, social media. We're creating content that's relevant, watchable, the type of content you want to share with your friends. And all of this will be free to the world and translated into multiple languages. English, Spanish, French, Portuguese. To help people fall in love with the Catechism, the Church, and the heart of the Catechism, Jesus. Visit realtrue.org and join the movement. Join us and help unlock the Catechism for the world. Join in the project to retransform the letter into a living voice. Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And you guys, thanks for tuning into this really special edition, kind of highlighting an exciting thing happening in the church, the OSV Innovative Challenge. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. It's already happened. And see who won if you don't already know. But support these incredible people in our church that are doing some pretty big innovative things. You heard from the Fem Catholic ladies, Emily and Samantha. And then Emily is in another project called Real True. You just saw some video or you heard the video um, of what they're doing. And that also actually is in connection with OSV. Real True is taking on, as you saw and heard, the catechism in a really fresh new millennial way. So yes, today was a little bit more, you know, I don't know, journalistic-y. That's not a word. See, I was trying to put a little live spin on it. But sometimes we do have to pause and really give some time to some incredible people and things happening in our church. And it was such an honor to spotlight these women and these projects and I need you to go out there and support them. So Fem Catholic, Real True, and go look up OSV. That's our Sunday visitor and all the good works they're doing. You guys, thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for watching, for being here every week. I will see you soon. I want to thank JW and the entire crew of It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. <laughs>